Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation. I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and we have our guest with us here, Ashley Culleton, a graduate of the ESL program. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks, Dr. Morgan. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to just talk with you a little bit about your journey and your experience. I know it's so valuable to our listeners when they get to hear other people's experiences and healing. So I'm so, so grateful that you're willing to be vulnerable with us and open up. Um, I do have a bio about Ashley, just so that you all know a little bit about her. So Ashley is an HR professional residing in downtown Chicago with her dog, Lucy. When she's not working or reading a book, she enjoys taking strolls on the river walk and exploring new places with friends in the city. For the past six months, she's been on a deep healing journey towards self-love and compassion, finding Dr. Morgan's podcast and completing the ESL relationship program was life-changing and transformative. And she can't wait to see what the future holds as a securely attached woman. 
Yes. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah. I just want to start off by saying that I found your podcast during a really hard time, which I know a lot of people have. I've heard that um, on the podcast and on the show. So I found your podcast, I believe it was a month or two after my breakup. So about seven months ago, I had a really tough uh, breakup. I describe it as sort of like a dark night of the soul um, and rock bottom for me. Um, It was very, um, it was very hard because I had a lot of childhood wounds that were triggered during the breakup. Um, And at the time, I don't think I really realized that that's what was happening because I was so dysregulated with my nervous system and I wasn't thinking clearly, but I came to realize after listening to your podcast that I could release a lot of the shame that I felt um, just by understanding attachment theory and understanding the way that we relate to others. And um, from there, the, the journey just kind of exploded. And I started to do the program. I enrolled in the ESL program and I I learned so much. It's been one of the most transformative experiences mm. I've ever done. I love yeah. it. Just diving in. And I love mm. how you were sharing about this breakup and this experience of realizing that it wasn't just about that breakup of realizing that it was all the wounds from childhood. And, you know, something we talk about a lot in the program is repetition compulsion, right? And I even posted about this recently where you're taking those, those wounds, that unfinished business from childhood, and it's showing up in your adult relationships and you're unconsciously hoping for a different outcome. And then when the same outcome happens, it is like shattering, you know, this dark night of the soul hitting rock bottom. It's like, of course you're experiencing that because it's connected to everything from your past. Exactly. Exactly. It's sort of like, you're not just breaking up with that person. Um, and it's much bigger than the person. It's sort of breaking up with all of those old patterns and behaviors and reliving those those old triggers that are still living within you that need to be worked through and from childhood especially. So um, to give a little bit of context, my biggest fear was really of abandonment. And mm-hmm. I am a child of divorce. I did take that very hard. Um, my whole life, I have taken it very hard. And I have a great family. I have I have great parents and everybody's always worked so hard to, you know, be the best for me. And I, and I realized that, um, I think when I started off, I blamed myself a lot thinking, you know, I really didn't have a hard childhood or I didn't experience a traumatic event per se, besides a divorce, which I know we, we could categorize that as, as being really emotionally traumatic for a mm-hmm. child, but I didn't think of trauma that way. And so I always told myself, you know, you, you didn't have that. So what's wrong with you sort of thing? Um, you know, what, what is it that's really going on? And when I spoke earlier about kind of taking the shame out of things, I started to realize that there are more aspects of trauma than just, you know, 
the big T events like abuse of any kind or physical or, you know, sexual abuse, things like this, that we, we automatically think, oh my gosh, you know, that's trauma. There are other smaller little T traumas, um, you know, and I feel like for me, it was having parents that weren't really emotionally in tuned with me. And so I was sort of left to find ways to self-soothe, which I wasn't very good at um, trying to navigate it sort of by myself. And so I realized that there is emotional trauma from my childhood and that it's valid. Um, Everybody did the best they could, right? But that I still carry these wounds of having big emotions that were sort of invalidated or um, rejected sometimes, ignored sometimes, um, being misunderstood, not being heard, not being seen. And Mm -hmm. chronically, it added up for me. And that's really helped me take the shame out of out of this whole process. But um, as I said, I sort of went through this abandonment in my breakup. And I really felt like the breakup happened suddenly and I didn't have any control over it. I didn't see it coming. Um, I was very, very dysregulated. And so my biggest fear had going into relationships in general is being abandoned. And that's exactly what happened when, when my boyfriend at the time left. And um, it was very disorienting. Um, I realized that I felt out of control with my emotions. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was being very reactive. Um, He just sort of came home one day and said that he was leaving um, after he'd moved into my apartment. And he had sort of rallied my parents to come and be with me. Mm. Um, Yeah, I was sort of the last person to know. He had already told his parents. He had already told my parents. I Um, just want to pause just for a second and just acknowledge how painful that is. And I know if there's someone listening who's been in that same place, they they get it. Um, Having it happen so suddenly, especially living together, and then involving your own family, it's just a very hurtful, painful, um, sudden, it, I mean, it's it's a really painful wound that, that you experience there. So I appreciate you sharing it with us. And I know that, that someone listening is like, oh my gosh, that happened to me. And they're, they're feeling your pain right now too. Yeah, definitely. I, I felt totally blindsided. I felt betrayed. I felt confused. Um, I was just kind of waiting for him to get back home for the day. It was a Saturday. We were actually going to spend time together and hang out. Um, But when he came back home, he said he was leaving and um, started putting his things in garbage bags and all this. And I was following him around kind of like, like a wounded child, you know, asking for, you know, for closure for information for answers um i was crying hysterically i realized i was reacting from a place of of a deep childhood wound i was triggered um i had no control over my emotions and i for days i i didn't eat um I really didn't want to live in that apartment anymore. Um, and I didn't, I actually moved back in with my mom for the duration of my lease, which was like three months. Um, 
And I just, I didn't want to be there. It felt like it wasn't a safe space for me. And, you know, there was a lot of reminders. And so um, I look back at that experience now and I see that I was, I was very out of control and I blamed myself for my reaction. I blamed myself for Mm. the entire situation. I blamed myself that, well, I must be a really terrible person if this person can break up with me this way that I, I was so bad that he just needed to leave so suddenly. Ashley, you know, we talk so much about belief work in the program and I'm curious your awareness now, like what negative belief about yourself do you feel like was being triggered in that time? Yeah. So my negative beliefs, there were a few, but, um, one of them was I'm not good enough, um, to make him stay. I am not, um, worthy of love. Um, I'm very damaged and it's no surprise that he would leave me, et cetera, you know, things like that. Mm. And I had no self-compassion for months after the breakup. I would say I really got into my self-compassion journey going through your program. And within the last couple of months, it's been a lot more profound. And I can actually look more at myself with compassion and also him with compassion, as hard as that was for me initially. Wow. Yeah, I never thought I would would say that. (laughs) That's such a step, right? Going through such a painful ending where he clearly didn't have the capacity to go through a breakup in a healthy way. And it, and it ended up being very painful, toxic way. But now for you to say, Oh my gosh, I have compassion for him. Wow. That just speaks to the level of healing that you've done. Yes. Yes. And also I, I didn't, um, I haven't spoken with him in seven months. We, after he left, I actually reached out to him to communicate. And we, we had a conversation. Um, and then we had one more conversation after that, where we ultimately decided that we shouldn't keep in contact and it's been no contact since then, since March. So, um, that's been really helpful for me because I've been able to step away from it, um, and see it from a different perspective entirely. Um, I, I, I think of it now as, I was doing the best I could with what I had. Um, and that if I had had the tools in place, which I, which I like to think that I now have uh, for my next relationship, but if I'd had those tools in place, I actually would have walked away much sooner. Ooh, um, that gave me goosebumps. Yes. Yes. So yes. you know now with the work that you've done and the healing you've done, that you see yourself in that scenario and you say, wow, I would have known that this wasn't right for me. And I would have walked away sooner. Yeah, I actually, and I, you know, I had family express that to me too, that they, they did feel like, you know, if I had been stronger in my convictions and in my intuition and I'm just in my inner knowing and my my strength, um, my confidence in myself, I would have walked away sooner. I likely wouldn't have chosen him as a mate. Um, and I think, yeah, this is juicy stuff. This is why I love this work. Cause it's like, 
you completely changed how you go about relationships. Yeah. So you, you might not have been attracted to him even. Correct. Correct. And, and it's interesting that you say, um, you know, that we sort of have a um, repetition compulsion that we go into relationships kind of like redoing old childhood relationships, like with our caregivers. And we think, oh, we're going to get it right this time. We're going to be good enough. We're going to fix it. Um, we're going to repair, you know, that broken relationship with this person and it doesn't ever work out. Um, and I think looking back, I see a lot of traits of my parents, um, with, um, certain styles of communicating or being avoidant that maybe they behave that way with me growing up and I'm seeing it now. Um, and, and I'm viewing it from a different perspective in the way that he treated me or reacted to me and the way that we interacted together as a couple and that it's similar to my relationship with my parents um, in a lot of ways. So that was actually very eye-opening for me. I, I didn't think of that at first either until I really started getting into this work. Mm, so, yeah. so powerful. It's it's amazing. So having this realization that you're, you were repeating, you were hoping for a different outcome. Tell me, what was some of the work in the program that helped you stop that pattern? Like what what stood out to you? I know there's different things we do, yeah. so I'm, I'm curious. Okay, so that, I mean, all of it, but there was, I, I really remember having a moment with myself during the module where um, we were thinking about if we don't change, if this doesn't change, what is life going to be like in five years, 10 years? What will we have missed out on? Um, what will we what will we still be doing if, if we're doing the same thing? And I realized going through that, I have a lot to lose if I don't do the inner work. Um, and the inner work is hard. And I think that I like to think that I've been doing it for a long time, but to be honest, I haven't, I didn't truly begin the work until I started the program. So when I went through that exercise, cause I'd never thought of that before, um, I was like, I have a lot to lose, like my relationship with my family, um, because I'm not me. I'm not the best version of me. And I feel that I've become distant from my family through this heartbreak that um, I feel, you know, misunderstood. And I feel, feel all these things and I'm trying to find myself. And if I don't, if I don't really fix these tendencies within myself, you know, for the kind of people that I choose, um, my, my behaviors, my attachment style, I will lose relationships with them. I will, I will continue to choose the same kind of partners that are typically avoidant that, that prove to me, you know, that I, that I am not worthy, that I am not hurt, that I am not seen all those negative beliefs. They, 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 they pretty much instill that in me as I go through that pattern over and over again. They're confirming that, um, that I'm trying to change, you know, I I need a partner that's going to bring out the best in me and, and show me all the ways that I am worthy, that I know that I'm worthy because I'm going to show up as my best self versus attracting a partner that is typically avoidant, you know, can't handle my big emotions or, 
you know, have clear, consistent communication. And then I turn it back on myself and blame myself that, well, it's because of me, you know, I'm, I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm too much. And they just, you know, they, they can't deal with it. And then that's putting it back on me. And I, you know, realized I will continue to lose myself, you know, in relationships. If I Mm. don't do this work in five years, I'm not going to have, you know, a partner. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a healthy relationship. I won't have a secure relationship. So I just realized I'll miss out on a lot of life and experiences if I don't do the work because I will repeat what I've always done. That's given me the same results. So powerful. And, you know, humans are definitely motivated by pain when we realize the pain of staying where we're at and not doing the work and not healing. That's incredibly Mm -hmm. motivating. So I'm, I'm really glad that that exercise brought you that awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I just, there's so much that you've said that I, I love. Um, one of the things I kind of wanted to go back to was just this awareness of learning how to trust yourself. Like you, you talked about like, oh, I had intuition, but I had ignored it mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. And now what has that been like for you learning to heal the relationship with you having self-trust, learning self-soothing, being able to validate your own emotions. How how has that changed your life? It's been huge and it's it's still a journey and I'm I'm still getting there, but I can already see and others can see a change in me. And I I want to start by saying that initially in the past I was very externally focused on validation. I really needed others to tell me what was right, what was wrong, how I should feel about a situation, if I should let this go, if I shouldn't let this go. And that was very exhausting. Um, you know, I, I didn't trust my own, my own opinions and choices enough to be confident in them. And so, you know, I guess it's sort of, it's a, it's evolved in a way where now I'm, feeling good about being by myself. Um, I'm not currently dating and I I think I still need some more time, but I feel good about being myself. And there's this new, this new awareness in me of, you know, I don't like this and that's okay. And, you know, it's, it's better for me to walk away from something that isn't serving me than to stay because I'm afraid to be alone or I'm afraid of missing out on whatever sort of crumbs this person can give me because it's good enough for a, for a moment, for a time. Um, Mm, and yeah, it's so big. And and I, and I realize it, I realize it in a way that I've never realized it before. That is, you know, I acknowledge what isn't okay with me and I don't need someone else to agree with me or validate it. Um, because I, I can understand that if it, if it's right, it's going to feel right. And I'm not going to have to pull, you know, for information or, you know, gather a poll from all my closest friends and family and say, well, what do you think about this? I can be okay with whatever I decide and know that it's not okay with me and then be okay with being alone instead of choosing something that isn't for me. 
This is so good. There's people listening that really need to hear this. I think where you're saying that part of the healing for you is getting to a place where you're comfortable with an empty space in your romantic life, that that is better than giving your energy to a plastic plant relationship, as I like to say, a relationship (laughs) that can't grow or what you said, better to have that empty space than just be getting crumbs from someone and, and having somebody take up that valuable energy in your life who frankly doesn't deserve it, right? Like it's so much better to have that empty space that you, you fill with giving to yourself and connecting with other people and finding ways to feel connected because the, I, I had the experience of really starting to love my alone time. Mm-hmm. Like prior to healing, I could not be alone. After my healing journey, love alone time, pro- almost too much probably. But yes, same, <laughs> so it sounds same. like you're starting to feel that too, of like, you like that time with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I do. I really do. And, and I, and it's funny because before, you know, I love to read. I love to spend time alone and do sort of like independent activities. And I've always been that way. But now, you know, I've moved down to the city. Um, it was it was actually a plan of my exes and mine to move to the city after my lease was up together. Um, I because I work down here and I decided after the lease was up, I was just still going to come by myself. You know, obviously we weren't together and I decided I still wanted that. And since I've been here, I've done so many things by myself. Um, I've really branched out. I go places where I don't know anybody. I, I just show up and sometimes I have my dog. There's so many dog friendly things going on in the city and I'm so okay with it. I don't, I don't need someone to be with me. Sometimes I prefer that I'm, I have nobody with me that I'm just enjoying it for myself. Yeah. And that's been so big for me. And so like, you know, I've never really thought of myself as someone that couldn't be alone, but I realized that I definitely was very codependent and I really did look for someone else for validation and companionship and acceptance. And I really didn't value myself or my independence. Um, as Mm. much as I needed to, as much as I should. And, you know, now it's, it's, it's very much more about finding someone that's going to bring a lot of value to what I'm already creating for myself, because I'm in no rush. I, I swear now that I've kind of gone through this, this checklist in my head of what the next person's going to look like, I am, I'm excited to kind of go through that list and, and I hope that I encounter someone that I'm like, mm, I don't think so. And that I can practice what it's like to be able to cut it off because I know that it's wrong for me. I'm actually really excited to try that because I've never done that in the past. It's been more of, well, I can live with that or, well, he didn't really mean it or, well, mm. you know, making excuses and, oh, we can, you know, maybe we can work with that. It's not so bad. And now it's very much like I have these standards, I have these expectations and I, I have to be good with the really big things and, you know, the small things we can, we can negotiate, but the big things are non-negotiable. And, you know, I've never, I've really struggled with like, um, removing people from my life 
And I think that I'm excited to practice it as, as strange as it sounds, you know, I, I no. don't, I don't want to, you yeah. know, and of course, you know, in the most respectful and kind way, it's just, yeah. that, you know, as I, when I do start dating again, I'm sure I will encounter people that are not for me. And I'm excited to practice saying, you know, thank you, but, but no. I love that so much. And there's a follow-up question, but I think, you know, one of the things we talked about was standards versus expectations. And in the program, I talk a lot about clarity on your standards, but no expectations. Right. And that's exactly what you're talking about, where you have that clear idea of your standards for a relationship, but you go in gathering data, no expectations, how the person's going to be. And you're just you're gathering the data. And if they meet up to your standards, great. And if they don't, then yes, you get to practice, you know, and, and we don't have to do this in a mean way, right? It's just right. like, oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We do it in a kind and an assertive way. And then what's amazing is you realize that it truly is what is best for everyone involved. It is the kind, it's the assertive thing to do when you can tell someone, look, it's just not a fit. So I'm excited for you to practice that too. Yes. It's empowering. And I think it's, there's strength in that. And I've, you know, I feel that I've historically attached too quickly and that with my most recent relationship that he was very good on paper. Um, He had a lot of things that I wanted and we had a lot of, you know, things in common and, and they were big things, but there were other things, you know, that we didn't. And I feel that I was so initially sort of like blinded, you know, by, by how much I liked him and how excited I was and feeling like, oh, this is it, you know? And then I realized that very early on that it wasn't actually a good fit. And, um, you know, through, through some poor communication and, some things that, you know, were not expressed to me, um, in, in a really honest manner. And I sort of let it go thinking, well, that's uncomfortable to talk about. So I don't blame him for not telling me, but as time went on, you know, it created this, this resentment and this, this animosity. And I realized then that my need to keep him was greater than my need to love myself, honor myself, know that this was never going to sit well with me. And, um, it sort of, you know, it, it blew up in flames. It ended badly. And, um, and I blamed myself for everything. And and I see now that, that I shouldn't have blamed myself for everything. Um, it does take two people, but, um, you know, yeah, I just, it's totally different now. I I will not go into a relationship attaching so quickly. I'll, you know, I want to remain detached and really, be like you say, the love scientist and, and go in and and really see what I'm working with before I commit to someone. And then I become attached and then I don't know how to get out, which is how I felt last time. So, so good. Thank you so much for, for sharing this. And I think there's so many people listening that can really relate. Um, and I, I just love that you're at this place where dating is going to be a whole different experience for you. 
I always want people to know that, that it doesn't have to be like it was in the past for you. Cause I think we get like dating PTSD. We're like, Oh, I don't want to go through this again. But knowing that this is a whole blank slate for you when it comes to your dating experience and it can be fun. It can be enjoyable. You have a whole new set of tools. Um, one of the things I really wanted to talk with you about, cause I think it's so key to the standards piece and it's kind of like a deeper level question. Um, something else you have higher self-worth. Can you yes. talk to me about the change in your self-worth and how, how that's impacted? Yeah. So when I started, I was really, I really didn't think very highly of myself at all. You know, I kind of thought I was so focused on this relationship and, and, you know, I do think that there was like an ego component involved that he left me and he left me in such a devastating way that I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm like, I said before, I must be terrible. I must be bad. I can't, I can't keep anyone, you know, all these thoughts. And then as I went through this journey, I started to realize with the compassion, learning that we, we are, you know, a product of our childhoods a lot. Um, and that we, we go through things that we don't even realize are impacting us. So in, in, in our adult relationships, especially, so knowing that, you know, I was able to have this self-compassion that I was able to look at myself, like I did the best I could with what I had. And this took time. Like this was not, this was not overnight. This was very like, super, super tedious with journaling and reflecting and pausing to really feel what I, what it was that I was feeling. Um, you know, every time I would have a bad emotion or a bad thought about myself, I would think, what is, what is this really, what's really coming up for me? And a lot of times it came back to my childhood and my relationship with, you know, one or both parents. And so, you know, really, really having that self-compassion, I I had none of it. I mean, I was, I had no self-respect, no, no compassion for myself. And, and I just started to tell myself, there's no excuse, you know, for, for the, your behavior or being reactive or being upset. And I changed it when I learned about attachment theory, when I learned about, you know, I am anxiously attached to, to people. And, you know, my emotions are seen as big and, and that doesn't make them bad, but it it does make them valid and learning how to validate myself through that was huge. Um, to say like, you know, this was unfair and that's okay. And yeah, maybe I didn't have to be as reactive as I was. Maybe I, maybe I didn't have to be as, you know, verbally aggressive about it. But then I, I was able to look back at myself and think that part of my reaction, that way of being served a purpose for me at one point in in my childhood that I was always fighting to be seen or heard or validated. Um, I've always been like the nervous Nelly in my family and, and nobody has really understood that, you know, I've needed a lot of reassurance. I've needed someone to help with my anxiety. You know, like when I was little, my parents, they didn't really know what to do with that. And so you know, I realize in my adult relationships, I've chosen people that are not seeing me, not hearing me, not validating me. And I'm repeating that reactive, you know, somebody hear me type thing, that behavior. And I resented myself for it, 
but I went through this process and I just realized compassion, compassion, compassion. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a bad person for it. I did the best I could. You're talking about something that is what I hope everyone who goes through the program gets, which is such a deeper level of understanding of why you do what you do in relationships. Because when we have that understanding, then we can have exactly what you're saying, the compassion. And when we have the compassion, we have forgiveness. And when we have forgiveness, then we get to step into new ways of being, right? Yes. But yeah. but as humans, we really do need that understanding of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That really helps us get to that place of compassion, forgiveness. Um, and this is one of the differences too in psychotherapy. We focus on just the understanding and then we don't get to, well, okay, what do you do now? How, how do you show up differently? Like, okay, build your securely attached life, like the vision part of the program. So um, anyways, I just love what you're saying. Like, yes, this is exactly why we do what we do because you had that awareness and then you got the self-compassion and then that allows you to heal your self-worth. Yeah. It, and Uh, it, it took, it took a lot of time and I, and I'm not always there, but I have come so far to feeling a feeling or, or experiencing a thought and thinking, where is it coming from? What is it trying to tell me? And just acknowledging that just the simple fact that I have it is valid. Um, I really needed to focus on, on really being my own person, having my own thoughts, opinions, beliefs, and sticking to them as convictions and as a way of being who I am. And it's like, it's an everyday process, but I, I do think to myself a lot, like in a situation, what would a securely attached person do in this situation? How would they feel? How would they think? How would they react? And that's been really helpful for me. I mean, and I know that everyone in my circle would say, you know, I was, I was at such a low point that I, I didn't trust in myself. I didn't see, you know, a way out. I couldn't see the other side and I'm finally getting there through a lot of just deep introspection. I, I do go to therapy. I have a great therapist. Um, I, journal frequently, you know, I've done every, all the exercises in the program. I read so much. I've read attached. Um, and I've read Mm -hmm. plenty of other books. I I love the body keeps the score. Um, what happened to you is a great book. Um, yeah. 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 And I just, it's been, yeah, it's been a journey. But I'm so, I'm it. just so happy for you. And I, I love that you're sharing your story with us. Since you mentioned therapy, I get this question a lot about the program. I'd love to hear it from your perspective. Like, what do you feel like was different, the program versus therapy? Yeah. So it's a big difference. Um, for me, and, and I have, you know, been to therapy over the course of my life many times, you know, with different therapists and with my most recent therapist, you know, I have a great relationship with her and, you know, the communication is great and, and we really have an understanding, um, of, you know, what, what I expect out of therapy and, 
and being able to share my story and get feedback and have a really good listening ear. And in the program, it's very task-based. You know, there are just there are just exercises in this program that I've never actually done before in my life and with any therapist, with any group, with any program, um, you know, sometimes it's more than just talking. You really need to take action. And this program really forces you to do that. It forces you to really think about where things are coming from as they come up within you the behaviors, you know, where they're coming from, the patterns. And it's also educational, you know, it's like you learn about it and then you put it into practice and then you reflect on it. And, and you have tools that are different from therapy. It's, it's, it's immersive in a way that therapy is not, you know, I really looked forward to all of the exercises, all the modules, I liked to, you know, watch your video. And then I like to go and and do the homework and submit my assignment. And it kept me accountable and it kept me on track. And it really, um, it was just so much information that had never been shared with me in the past. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Did, did you appreciate the group call aspects as well? And like the community aspects? Of the program? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I should say I do. <laughs> I yes. do appreciate it. Um, I I do. I love it because I feel that it's immersive. I feel like you're connecting with others who are similar to you or going through a similar thing. They're on a similar journey. But I really love, you know, the topics in the group calls. Again, it's like the information that you're getting is is not information that you get anywhere else. You know, I feel like in therapy, you can get, you know, this information, but coaching, as I've come to learn, is much more different than therapy is. And, and that it's, you know, the topics are just really tailored to, to a lot of people's different experiences. And, you know, there's topics that you think like, maybe you really didn't think about much, but now you listen to the group call and you're like, Oh, that's really good to know. You know, it's just, it's, it's so broad and I just feel like it's so, it's just so helpful. It's so much information that, that I've never even thought about before. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, would, would you say that you had support in the program? Cause people ask me this too. They're like, Oh my gosh, but do I get to meet one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I loved the one-on-ones. Um, and I know like I had a couple with you too, and, and I love it because you get to talk about what you're learning and what you're doing and yeah. where you're at in the program and get feedback. And, you know, again, it's, it's different than a relationship with a therapist because you're really getting coaching and you're getting coaching on, on the tools that are given in the program. To, mm-hmm. to help you to become securely attached, to help you to get to the root of that issue. You know, um, I really feel that it's, it's incredibly helpful to meet with the coaches and to meet with you. I think that honestly, I didn't have any problems with scheduling. I thought it was great. And, and I thought it was a great touch because you were able to discuss individually your concerns outside of the Facebook setting, you know, outside of yeah. emailing and and just to actually meet with someone. And I felt that it really, you know, 
it really added a really positive element to the oh, program. I love that, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just loved this conversation. I think that there's so many places that you just connected the dots on the healing journey. And I'm incredibly excited for you in this new chapter that you're in, in your life. It's amazing. Thank you. And I get to see you in person here in Bozeman. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. You have no idea. I'm like, I'm getting everything ready. (laughs) I'm like, I've never done something like this before. So I'm so happy. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so happy. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. For the in-person retreat in Bozeman. Can't wait. Um, I wanted to ask you just a couple, couple last questions here. If there was someone who was on the fence about doing the program and maybe they were really struggling in their dating life, what would you say to them about considering it? I would say don't think twice because when I first heard of the program, I, I was skeptical um, just because, you know, you, you want to make sure you're investing in something that's worthwhile. But then, you know, when I did my call, um, I was like my interview call, I was, I was just so excited. I became so excited about the potential of the program and I realized it was an investment, but I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. I mean, I I have a lot to lose if I continue on the path that I'm on, but I have nothing to lose and I have everything to gain by joining this program. And I would say, do it. It it has been so transformational. It's been literally life-changing for me. And I've, I've noticed it in myself. I've, I've heard it from others that I'm, I'm on my way, you know, and I really, I really feel that in the, in the couple of months I spent in the program, they've been so, so transformative for me that I'm, I'm just so happy I did it. And I didn't waste any more time. I would say, do it. You know, you have access to all the information. You can go back and and review it whenever you want. And you have access to a community. It's, it's seriously the best thing I think I've done. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. This is, this is why we do what we do. So I, I love hearing these kinds of things from, from graduates. Cause it just fills up my cup and it keeps me going too. Cause yeah. obviously it is work. You know, we do put a lot of work into making the program incredible for clients. So when I hear these stories, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's oh, go. Yeah. So Seriously. it really, it really is why we, we do what we do to, to have these transformations and really help people. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> one, one last question for you. I asked this to all my guests. So this is if you are walking down the street and a random person comes up to you and they're asking for your best life advice of the moment, doesn't have to be of all time, but just currently, um, what would you say? Yeah, I would say I ha- I I know that I thought about this and I had a lot of things come up, but if I had to choose one, it would be to always trust your gut because it's trying to tell you something. And it's worth, it's worth investigating what that might be. Um, so always, always trust it. I, I have found that the times that I haven't trusted my gut, I've regretted it. Yeah. Um, and that would be like, that would be it. You know, it's, it, it certainly helps on your journey to self-love and compassion when you I, trust yeah. your gut. 
Yeah. And I feel like this was full circle because you shared with us in your journey how really doing the healing work strengthened that connection to your gut and your intuition. And sometimes we've had so much invalidation or neglect or beliefs about ourselves that we can't even tune in to yeah. our, our gut. So I, I feel like this was full circle because realizing that when you heal that intuition, that inner knowing your gut feeling, it just becomes so much more clear. Um, yes. And then life gets a lot easier too. When, when you can trust yourself and trust your yeah. gut. Yeah. It does. It really brings everything together. And I've, I have found that through that, through trusting myself, my gut and my intuition that everything else has been able to fall into place a lot better. Yeah. 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 Trusting your securely attached gut is That's the way to go. <laughs> That's it. Yes. I love Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, Ashley, you've been such a gift to the program and just being able to coach you. It's such a privilege to have you in our community. And I just so appreciate you sharing today because I know that there's women who connected with your story. So you're inspirational. Um, if somebody wanted to connect with you, are you open to them? Like sending you a DM if they wanted to hear more about the program or just ask oh, you yeah. any questions? Okay. Definitely, definitely, What's the best yeah. way to do that? So my Instagram uh, handle is Ashley underscore Culleton. And I think that would be probably the best way. I am on Facebook. You can search Ashley Culleton. I'm the only one out there. <laughs> the only Ashley Culleton okay. on Facebook. Um, yeah, but I would say Instagram. Um, that would okay. be the best. And um, my profile is private though. But if, if you follow me, I'll accept it and I'll, I'll follow you back. So I would love that. I, I would encourage anyone to reach out. I'm, I'm happy to share my experience and just even connect on, on any of these topics. I love talking about it. Amazing. That's very generous of you. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone listening, if you're like, okay, I heard what Ashley said, I'm ready to do the work. I want to encourage you to apply now. We have really great things going on in the program and it's a wonderful time to join before the holidays because the holidays can feel so like lonely if we're not feeling good about ourselves. So yeah. I personally think this is a great time to be doing the work. Um, giving yourself that gift. So the link to apply will be in the show notes and then in my Instagram bio as well. All right. Ashley, thank you again. Appreciate thank you. Yeah. Thank and of you. course, yeah. This is, just, it's been so great. I'm so excited to, to meet everybody in person on the retreat. And, and I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of this. It's, it's changed my life. So I'm so grateful. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm grateful for you and just to connect with you and for your vulnerability today. I know that there's somebody listening who's really, really appreciated it. So thank you again. And of course, everyone, we're wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, 
And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.